Jarvis, drop my needle. Hello, this is the hardcore legend Mick Foley, and if you are interested in listening to idiots, you came to the right place. Have a nice day. Woo! That's an attention getter. He's a very strange young man. He's an idiot. What we're dealing with here is a complete lack of respect for the law. Oh my God, he's an idiot. You know, of course, that you're out of your jurisdiction. Personally, I think you're an idiot. But that's the evidence in the car. But I was going into Toshi Station to pick up some power converters. Always like to keep my audience riveted. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, friends and fiends, and welcome to Free Range Idiocy, the podcast about everything, but mostly just the stuff we like. We are now a couple of days post-Quantumania release, and as usual with all things on this lovely little pile of rocks and puddles that we call Planet Earth, everyone has some sort of opinion on the thing and is using the interwebs to express that opinion with the utmost hyperbole and hyperactivity. We, however, are going to keep this thing cool. Not because we have superior coping skills, but solely because we have a bottle of whiskey on the line. So let's get down to business and figure out how our predictions shake out in this episode 126, Quantum Mania Real or Jabroni Returns. I am your Uncle Todd, and with me, as always, is the man who is the only person in the entire multiverse who lacks variants of any kind, solely because there isn't enough cattle to supply them with food. He has been my partner in EDC for over two decades and is a second cousin to Modoc. I give you the man they call. Tim. Greetings and salutations, my friend. How are you? I'm doing pretty well, actually. Doing That's well. Cool. And That's yourself? Cool. I'm well. I'm well. I am. Uh, this 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 week is cleanse week for me. I've I we, we, we had a bit of a uh, eating out fest last week. We had a lot of a lot of things to celebrate. This is like watching. every seven years. It's like the year of jubilee, except for you. <laughs> No, all right, this is the one week I'm gonna I'm gonna back off. I'm only gonna have two steaks. Oh yeah. Yep. We're uh we, we, we celebrated Valentine's Day. We celebrated my wife's birthday uh twice because we went uh yesterday we went downtown into Chicago for a As little it should brunch. be because she Absolutely. has to put up with your stuff. So you Absolutely. should she should get two birthdays. Every Indeed. week should be her birthday. <laughs> Indeed. And so it's it's you know, we've it's been a little bit of a treat treat week last week. So this week I am uh I'm doing well. I'm 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 drinking my, my fizzy water. I'm uh no, not eating any food after six, seven o'clock. Really do that intermittent fasting. Make sure I'm firing on oh. all cylinders. You you are going whole uh like whole hog on this thing. And oh, and yes. I want to applaud you, sir. Thank you, sir. Uh, Thank I you, want sir. to applaud you not only just for your your eating habits at this moment, but because you went back to that same restaurant where you had the dinner for two all yes. by yourself and they still had it on the menu. And what? You didn't get it although at the time i did call you a coward however i i rescind that a little bit i i do have a little admiration you. for your self-control but i will say our, our our waiter friend that we know there walked up to take our entree order and he looked at me and he said so the steak is still on the menu and i said <laughs> i said thank you but uh one and done for me sir <laughs> so I need so, to get this guy's name just so I can try be like, all right, I'll guess I'll slip you an extra twenty dollars <laughs> just to make things uh, interesting. He's you a know? great guy, great guy. Name is Herman. So Herman, okay, well I'd be Herman. I'd be able to figure this out. I can track that oh, yeah. down. That's not exactly a common name. <laughs> oh great, Uncle Todd's going to unleash his sleuths upon the <laughs> Chicagoland area. Here we go. Oh, not me. I, I suck at that. My wife, however, should be could be like a private <laughs> investigator. 
Jesus, gosh. You you give her like half of a name and somewhat of a vague location, and all of a sudden she goes into like Sherlock Holmes mode, and she <laughs> she knows what that person the like the, the elementary school they went to. It's amazing nice. in like nice. a half hour. Some most of the time quicker. Impressive, most impressive. It is, but it's also frightening. <laughs> How was your weekend, sir? It's very frightening. Oh. Um, good. I'm trying to remember what the hell went on this weekend. Uh, Bounce any quarters off those glutes or what? No, no. I, I okay. today was squat day though, and I, oh, I got to tell you, go. I've the weight's going up, man. I'm, I'm doing very well. Nice. All the everything seems to be working out. I, you know, of course, this is the best way to make sure that tomorrow, like one of my legs falls off of my body in the middle of the gym, mm-hmm. be like the night from, you know. Monty Python's Holy Grail. It's, it's just a flesh wound. Just a flesh wound. You know, as I crawl back to the locker room, I'm just going to go in the sauna. It'll be all right. Nice. Can someone pick up my leg and just hurl it down the hallway? Uh, no, doing well. Uh, we I'm trying to think what we did this weekend. Didn't do a whole lot, honestly. Like we we had some plans, and then those plans just kind of fell apart, and we ended mm. up sitting around eating uh, Thai food on Saturday, and then yeah, that was. That was really kind of the highlight of the weekend. Nice. nice. Yeah, it was good. It was good, though. Very nice. Yeah, watched we uh, watched some Elimination Chamber. Watched uh, watched two-thirds of a uh, of a Will Ferrell uh, Zalakifanakis. I can I can never remember his, how to pronounce his. Galif- Galifinkas. Zach Galifinakis. No, it's not that. Is that it? It is. Okay. It is. Watched uh, the campaign, mm. which was good. Um, we didn't get a chance to finish it though. Mm. And, uh, yeah. Elimination chamber. I caught like a few minutes of XFL football, which was, you know, ah, kind of rock run XFL. Oh, this is the rock run. I'm pretty sure he made it to every single game. I, okay. I think he was there for kickoff of each game. Uh, wow. highly, highly invested in this. I do have to tell the listeners it was highly amusing. Like I, I, I basically had to just keep my phone in my pocket uh, and, and not look at it. But we were out to dinner with some friends on Saturday. Again, why I'm doing a cleanse this week. And uh, <laughs> we, we were, I mean, literally, I think I ate out like every day last week. So we're, we're sitting there and, and had, had a lovely time lovely meal, all of that. And I pulled my phone out just to look and there's a text. I look at it. It's from uncle Todd. And it's like, the crowd is hot. And I'm like, Oh my God, he's going to be texting me about this event all night. And we're out. No, I, I didn't because about, I made it through about the first, uh, maybe 45, 50 minutes. And then the wife yeah. was looking at me like, are you really going to watch this? I was like, I, I don't know. Maybe, uh, okay, fine. Yes. What do you want to watch? So that was why we watched two thirds of the the campaign. Mm. Then everyone else is kind of getting ready for bed, and I'm like, you know, I wonder if Elimination Chamber's on. And I caught the main event. I was like, oh, ah. sweet. So, so you didn't see the whole event then? I did. I went back the next day and I I caught ah. the middle section okay. that I missed. Okay. Yeah. I, 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 I watched it last night as I was doing bills and getting ready to clean up my MacBook for shipment back to Apple because I'm getting a new computer, baby. Look at you. Look at you, sir. Good for you. M2 Mac Mini. I'm going to be flying high. (sighs) You're just going to have more power than you know what to do with. All right. Well, we ought to get into... uh, We should. We're instead of boring people with our exciting lives. This is what we do every week. I'm pretty sure they're used to it. But we do a little thing called the Week in Geek, which is... (laughs) 
is not really going to be necessarily the normal week in geek because, well, quite honestly, we slapped this episode together in the last five minutes. Um, so, <laughs> duct tape, I, I, duct shouldn't, tape. I shouldn't say that. Uh, the man they called Tim was was busy calculating and working his abacus and slide rule to figure out the results of our real or jabroni. So, we mm-hmm. we kind of skimmed on the week in geek, but we are going to talk about something. And uh, and what is that something for the week in geek, sir? So funky. Uh, this week in geek uh, for this episode is wrestling themed, ladies and gentlemen. So brought hold on to you tight. by the letters W, W, and E. <laughs> yes, yes. Last uh, or not last night? Two nights ago was Elimination Chamber, and as we discussed, Uncle Todd uh, wet my appetite to actually. I, I wasn't planning to watch this event, but when uh, he, he texted me uh, a, a few observations and reactions, I'm like, oh, I got to check this out. So I, I I watched it last night. So yeah, just. Uh, you know, typically when we're doing big pay-per-views, we'll build an episode around that and do, you know, match ratings and all that. We're not going to do that tonight. It's just really more just reactions and thoughts on the evening because it was uh, a unique event in that uh, being in Montreal, the mm. fans were freaking fired up and big time yeah. because they were behind the hometown boy, Sam Zayn, who is just this guy is on a creative and and just storytelling hot streak right now, the likes of which I don't think we've seen in a long time. And so, uh, the 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 you know just the crowd was just incredible, and they they were almost a character unto themselves in some ways. So oh yeah, uh, which which so, started yeah. the night before because I caught the very yeah. end of of SmackDown, which airs Friday nights, mm-hmm. and usually I thought that was a pre taped show, but are they doing SmackDown live now? They might be, yeah. Okay, yeah. this one definitely was because it was in. Uh, maybe it's just the one before the pay-per-view because they were they were doing this one in Montreal. So mm-hmm. the SmackDown was in Montreal and then Elimination Chamber was the next night in Montreal. Yep. And the main event of SmackDown was essentially a Sami Zayn promo. Ah. Which totally makes sense. Sami Zayn's hometown. Mm-hmm. Um and you know, this being just kind of this the gift that keeps on giving with him and the bloodlines and Roman Reigns and all this. Dude came out, Mm -hmm. his music hit, and the crowd went nuts, like a Mm -hmm. Hogan-esque, Stone Cold Steve Austin-esque, rock-esque pop. Nice. Insane. And then they continue to cheer, I'm not kidding you, five to eight minutes after he got to the ring. Yeah, it was five minutes. Solid. And and I wonder, I mean, I, they must have known, like, uh, relatively, okay, you're, you're going to get a huge pop when you go out there. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm wondering how much of that was like, just let it go. Just yeah. ride it as long as you, as you can. Because they just kept going. They were chanting and singing and, mm-hmm. and cheering. It was forever, it felt like, until he actually said anything. And then the same thing happened when he came out for the main event last night. Mm. But then again, I mean, that crowd was was in it right from the start. Yeah. yeah. Insane. I can't remember another crowd that has been that hyped uh, for a pay-per-view in quite a long time. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So, yeah. So so that made the the uh, the event you know, just, just unique in the sense. And I, I, I didn't watch, you know, all of the press conference afterwards, but I caught a few minutes, you know, on YouTube of like Triple H, um, of Sammy 
Uh, and I think that was about it. And, and Triple H was interesting because, you know, he, you know, he's thanking the press for being there and stuff. And, and right out of the gate, he's just like, you know, this this event felt like a WrestleMania in a way, mm. you know, and, and it was it was just very different in, in that sense. And so it was it was really cool to, you know, see an event, you know, that that isn't really one of the big, you know, uh, historical historically big uh you know, tentpole pay-per-views for, for WWE, uh, you know, ha- have the sort of, uh, event that, that they had Saturday night because yeah. it, it was a really solid card. I mean, and only, they only had what, two, th- maybe three weeks to build this thing. Cause yeah. we yeah. just got I mean, through with Royal Rumble. Yeah. We, we're barely, yeah. I don't think we're four weeks since Royal Rumble. So no, I mean, yeah, it, it was a it, short, it was, it was a short quick. build. Yeah. And they managed yeah. to put this thing together pretty damn well. A, yeah. Like a solid card. Oh, yeah. For that amount of time, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't hurt that you already have some good storylines in progress. Which I mean, hey, mm-hmm. that's just good creative. But then to be able to progress those to a certain point and and to keep the ones that you need to simmer, continuing to simmer and 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 maybe mm-hmm. paying off a little bit of something, but not everything. And I mean, yeah, really a a good balance of of you know storytelling and also in ring action. A lot of yeah. really a lot of good work in this in this show yeah and 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 triple h said that in in the pay-per-view like he he was just like the talent was just everyone brought their a game tonight Mm. like they they really did it was it was there was very very few nits to pick and and when you pick them it it wasn't like major stuff you know i mean it was it was all around really good you know the 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 women's elimination chamber which was for a shot at i think bianca belair's championship yes um was was good. I I agree with Uncle Todd, and I spoke in a pre production meeting. I I agree with his assessment that storyline wise, it probably was a little weaker than the men's, mm-hmm. um, because there was a lot of history in the men's elimination chamber, and I really liked how the announcers brought that stuff out. The relationship of Theory, Austin Theory, with Johnny Gargano, um, you know, the relationship of of Gargano and Seth Rollins, um, and and just you know, just all around the way but they Bronson kinda, Reed too was worked in there, like it, it, it uh, like Bronson they, Reed, yep, yep, yep. and. Uh, and what's his face there? Uh, Damien Priest. Like they all man- they managed to tie it all in back to NXT and all this stuff. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's really impressive. And it speaks very well for how WWE has done some things right in building talent and and progressing that talent forward. Yep. And, and I mean, all that hasn't been in the last however, however long Triple H has been in charge of talent. So, I mean, they have been heading uh-huh. this direction for a while, which and- is helpful, you know. Not to go down this rabbit hole again, as we've gone down many times, but interesting to note how, you know, with Triple H, you know, his intent for NXT was always to build, um, you know, a, a minor league system for, for the company so that they had a pipeline of talent coming in. Mm. And it's interesting how now that he's in charge of creative and has, you know, the creative sensibilities of, I think, what a lot of fans want to see, as well as just having kind of that old school you know, wrestling mentality about things. It, it's incredible to see how a lot of these talent who, some of whom were let go and now mm. had just re- Bronson Reed being one of them and now get brought back. And now they're being, and, and shockingly they're resonating. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it, it was really interesting for me to see that folks who came up in his system thrive there and now are in a system that he controls at the main event level shockingly are doing well <laughs> well know, it's like who would have thunk it you know yeah but it also comes down to like your style your overall methodology and style mm-hmm. like you can't take uh you know let's just take it from wrestling into movies you can't take like a vin diesel mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. and expect him to play the same character that you would give to a completely different kind of actor. Right. You know, like some of those actors are able to make that leap and they can do those different things. But if you keep on giving, you know, an actor the same old, same old, same old role, or you try and put them in something that there's, they're just not capable of, of course it's not going to work. Right. You know, and of, or of course it's going to get boring. And right. by, by utilizing the talent, the way that he has, and also your methodology of like, Hey, guess what? Not every match people want to see punch, kick, punch, kick, punch. Like people actually do want to see wrestling. Like the show is, there is wrestling, mm. you know, there's got to be some of that. Yeah. And I think they've found a like this balance of, of finding good workers and, and being able to do that, but also have your, you know, you have your brawls and stuff like that. And I, I, it just feels like it's a very diverse show in terms of styles, in terms of personalities and, like there's, it, it gets back to the three ring circus method of like, okay, right. if you don't like the elephants, well, the clowns are coming. And if you don't like the clowns, well, you know what? Here's the lion tamer. You know, there's, there's right. all, there's kind of these different things that can kind of keep you interested. But, but, but I do think it comes back and, and I'm, I, I don't want to turn it into a slamming Vince thing because we've, we've done that. Oh no, please, times, but, please. I'm, but I'm no, well no, but, open but that's, to that. But that's what it comes down to. Like, like to your point, like Bronson Reed, you know, I, I don't even remember if he made it up to the main event level, but. You know, like all talent that come out of NXT, Vince tries to force him into some other role or thing or whatever that he creates because of God knows why, and they fail. Mm. You know, and and last usually night, it's lame, right? And and two nights ago, not last, I watched it last night, but two nights ago, you you know, they made Reed look like a monster. You mm-hmm. know, the, the the fact that they had three, you know, three finishers. I think in a yes. row that was awesome. That was him. great. And then, and then Montez Ford, who who gets the award for oh most spastic God. pinfall. I mean, the guy was just like was so just unbelievably animated when he would go to pin a guy. It was really funny. It's like I was all of a sudden, out of it, every Red Bull this guy has ever had kicks in at once. <laughs> yes, I'm like it's halfway between a pin and a seizure, like. Are we sure he's okay? Mm-hmm. You know, but yeah, I mean, no, oh no one puts more into a pinfall than Montez Ford, who nope. also gets the award for like the the moment where I was like, I think I know where this is going, but I really don't see how he's going to do it. And then seeing him do it, I'm like, dear God, yeah. <laughs> like, that yeah. was that was I think him and then the Gargano Hurricane Rana mm-hmm. off of the pod were the two where I was like, I am genuinely terrified for these individuals yeah. and their safety. You know, because there is such a possibility for something to go horribly wrong. And and in the Gargano incident, I think that it kind of did. Like, I think Damian Priest was really supposed to catch him because if you notice, like everyone else is over here so they could catch Rollins so that he had a a place. He was hitting them. But of course, they're also trying to make sure like he has a soft landing. It seemed like Priest was the one over by the pod who was supposed to be like the person that Gargano landed on, like a human crash pad. Yeah. And didn't quite get there. No, no. <laughs> and so you're kind of laying there. I'm sort of like, that might be 100% real. I couldn't tell. Like, I th- they showed the replay three times. I, I still couldn't tell what the heck exactly happened. Like, the camera was in such a bad angle position for when he fell. Well, that, I mean, kind of like, good like, because they the don't want to show one that. The one that I finally saw Damian Priest was there. Yeah. You know, well, like, he was like, trying like, to get, un- get right. under there, but I think he just was, he was not in the right position. And yeah. 
Dude, give some credit to Gargano. He had a couple chances there uh, right afterwards with Tapris where there could have mm-hmm. been a receipt, and there wasn't. Um, yeah. Very professional, yeah. even though it's like, dude, I almost died. Like, you're supposed to catch me. <laughs> <laughs> Although, I did like that moment when Gargano and Rollins are just sitting on top of the pod like, hey, how's it going? Yeah. How are you doing? And, and then Rollins <laughs> just smacks him. That was great. Slaps him in the chest. That I love fantastic. how they, they actually use the pods, especially like in the, in the women's elimination chamber so if you don't know what we're talking about elimination chamber it, you know i'll run this down for the non-wrestling fans you can look it up you can use the googles but it's interesting because you have this this structure around the ring that actually extends it's a cage but it extends out from the ring so there's a flat platform all the way around the ring then there's these four mm-hmm. pods at each corner and so you have six people total two wrestling and then they start adding more people in and you you can't get out. I mean, there is a hole at the top, but I don't think anybody is dumb enough to try and climb out of that thing. Um, yeah. At least, you know, I thought Montez might be last night. That's what I was thinking. Like there was a little foreshadowing like, oh, geez, well, please don't. And the chamber has evolved significantly since the first one, because watching last night, I know they were trying to show some of the nastiness with people getting their faces grinded up against it. That is some sort mm. of rubber material they use now for those chains and stuff. That was not how the the original Elimination Chamber, that was a full-on metal beast. Mm. And the, the four platforms outside of the ring were, you know, steel grating. So when those yeah. guys were dumped, they were dumped on actual, like, just metal grating. It was... Yeah very hard to watch in the early well, that was I'm, I'm sure that that is a met i'm sure that is a metal platform but there is some sort of padding or yeah, something on yeah, top of that like right. there it's granted it's thin yeah but it's it's enough that it's like it's not like you're just landing on like you know steel diamond plate or anything right but right. i liked how they incorporated the pods so that the pods are like these plexiglass things and at one point you in the for in the women's elimination chamber match you had carmella going back into the pod Mm-hmm. And then, uh, then who was it that that ended up like getting thrown through one of the plexiglass panels? Oh, was that Raquel Rodriguez who like speared someone through it? Yeah, that was or cool. something like that. But then in the men's elimination chamber, it was the, it was the absolute best because you had Austin Theory going into his going back into the pod and and keeping Johnny Gargano out, and he's talking to him. And there's two doors. There's a door on either side of the pod. Mm-hmm. And so he's looking at Gargano on one side and he's he's yapping at him because he's got the door shut. And Seth Rollins is on the other side and opens up the door and is just sort of standing there like looking at him. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was essentially like a, a Bugs Bunny cartoon for about yes. 30 seconds. And then they, he starts pummeling him and then they, they get it. Gargano opens the other one. They're pummeling Austin Theory and then they both look at each other and they close the doors and then they keep on pummeling him. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, this is beautiful. Like this is just a wonderful, just little moment here, you know. That, and that, of, that of course, the Montreal crowd crowd was eating it up. Oh my gosh! Oh the, yeah. yeah, the number of like, you know, this is awesome. The holy bleep chance. Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. the fu blank. You Wh- know, whoever. Right, right. <laughs> We're legion. I was like, oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh, can we yeah. hold every pay per view in Montreal from now on? Like yeah. this is amazing. Like these yeah. fans are so up for this show. Absolutely. Um, what, one yeah. thing I was a little disappointed by was, um, and, and I don't know if this is just how it is moving forward, but with Asuka, um, like I, I've been reading about, you know, with her face pain and just kind of the change in, in a little bit in her character and her music and stuff. Um, like this whole like persona she brought back after her her time in Japan was meant to be this, this uh, character she was, which I guess translated from Japanese is called the murder clown, basically. Mm. 
which I think is a great name. And I'm like, why aren't they using this name? Because this would be such a great, you know, the murder clown Oscar, you know, or whatever. Well, but I, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, I like her. I like how they're building her. Um, and, and, you know, she, she won the female, uh, elimination chamber, but, uh, but yeah, I, I just, uh, yeah, I don't know. Murder clown is just kind of a, a funny, interesting phrase to me. Yeah, it would. I mean, trust me, believe me, I would be totally up for any wrestler called Murder Clown. As a matter of fact, I think that's what Otis's new gimmick ought to be. Because right now, oh, he's there you go, being totally wasted. But anyways, um, the one, the match that kind of impressed me the most, not from a a technical ability, but just in the way that it ended and kind of continued a story, was the Lesnar Lashley match. Like mm. actually having a DQ. Yeah that made sense and and like it, to me it's like okay where are you going to go from here like it made me a little more curious about about how you have these two hosses continue to <laughs> kind of have this this feud where i mean lesnar's not around all the time yeah but i like i just kind of like the fact like it felt like a a little bit of a fresh air like oh yeah. we are actually going to call a dq yeah. Okay. And it's and it's for a good reason. And you can explain it afterwards that like it shows a little bit of a crack in, in Lesnar that he was that worried that he was he was he, that was the only way he's gonna escape. Yeah. You know, he's that I'm, concerned about about tapping out or being or passing out that he was willing to to yeah. do that. I I am a little confused though about what they're doing with Lashley though, because Yeah. I, I, I really don't like like the, the, the thing that left a bad taste in my mouth and, and I and honestly it if we were doing ratings, this would probably be the lowest rated match for me mm. is I, I'm just, I'm, I'm Lesnar is a monster. No one disputes that. But as we all know, no matter how crazy good the hero is, he's only as good as the villain he goes up against. And mm -hmm. it's like, why on earth is he being allowed to just look so dominant over Lashley? Lashley is dominant himself. And I feel like he's just getting, he's kind of getting booked into this really bad situation where he just comes off looking weak and not, you know, to, to some, I mean, yes, I know he had him in his finisher. I know he got, you know, basically Lesnar had to cheat to, to end the match or whatever, but it's like, let these guys just like throw at each other and, and let there be a back and forth and not a Lesnar wins all the time sort of thing. Cause it just, it's like enough, you know, it's like, I, I, I was kind of hoping for a little bit more of, of an even keel to the whole thing. And, and I just felt like, even though Lashley put him in the hurt lock, I felt like it was just, you know, it was like five minutes of offense for him compared to like, you know, 15 for Lesnar, even though I know the match didn't go that long, but that's just I, what it felt like to me when I watched it. It just, it felt like it, it was like a Lesnar, you know, squash and he happened to get, you know, a, a move in on him sort of thing. Well, I think the, I think it was a way that they're trying to, in a way they're trying to build Lashley up to the Lesnar level. Cause uh, I mean, we've been conditioned. I say we, it's not like I've been watching WWE for the past 15 years religiously or anything, but I mean, you just know Lesnar, like he, he comes in, he does his thing and he takes out everybody. Like that's just the way it works. Lesnar is going to get the better of, of people. You know, he is a, he is a better version of Goldberg. Like Goldberg is mm -hmm. not going to take that many losses. You know, um, I think what they're trying to do is through this is they're trying to build Lashley up enough that the the final blow off of this means something. You know, like by by kind of delaying the gratification in terms of what's going to happen. Yeah, I think that they're trying to give the they're trying to get Lashley a little bit more believable as an opponent. 
Because yeah. and, and part of that problem is that the Lashley I, I I dig his character, man. I dig the fact that, you know, it's the Almighty and you know, he he good lord, he looks like his muscles have muscles have muscles. Like it looks like he could bench press with his eyelids. He is just that inhumanly like he's a He-Man action figure sprung to life. You know? Yeah. And but he's also stiff. <laughs> he is not like the greatest worker. He is he is not fluid. Brock Lesnar can be kind of fluid. I mean, granted, he's not as young as he used to be, Mm. but he can move. So I and I think that he actually did a great job of, you know, yeah, he didn't Lashley didn't get in that much offense, but Brock did a great job of selling it so that it looks like a million bucks. Yeah. You know, all those spears he sold like he had just taken like a shotgun to the friggin uh, you know, stomach. That's fair. Yeah, um, that's, and I think that's that fair. might be where they're heading with it because you're you're trying to show and you're trying to bring out like this frustration in Brock, like that he can't quite mm-hmm. get this guy over, even though he's talking a big game. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's kind of what I'm thinking because yeah. you really have to fight against because you have to fight against the fact that everybody is just like, well, of course Lesnar is going to beat him because that's just right. how he's always been booked. And what what I don't understand with Lashley and and I and I. Everything I read and and I think the way they're kind of progressing his character, they're, they're moving toward putting the Hurt Business back together. Mm. They got to do it soon because it also wasn't a great look. You know, Lashley comes down, he's slapping hands with the fans and stuff. And then Lesnar comes down, and he has a bigger pop. Mm-hmm. Every time Lashley does something, the fans are booing him. I'm like, can we just get to the point where this guy's a heel and let let get his yeah. gang out here to beat the crap out of Lesnar to, to kind of you know, push the story forward. I mean, like what, what, like, that's what I don't get. It's, it's, it's like, it feels like it's like half measures and, and, and they're, they're only going halfway with some of this stuff. It's like, go full out, like get the stinking hurt business together, get them in there. You know, Lashley's about to win or, or, or lose or whatever. And just get the hurt business in there and lay on the four horsemen beat down on Lesnar. And like, I think let's, that's where they're heading for, for WrestleMania. I think they just didn't feel they had so. no time to do that beforehand. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I, and I get what you're saying, because I couldn't quite figure out who was supposed to be the face and who was the heel in this, because yeah. people, people, were, people were reacting to both of them. And I'm like, yeah. OK, well, who's the bad guy? Right. Right. I, I, I and, and that's one of those things where, honestly, you can't use the excuse of, oh, well, you didn't watch the TV leading up to it. Well, no, right. the crowd ought to tell me. Exactly. If, if you're doing your job right, the crowd will tell me. Yeah. Who's the bad guy? Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and and they it really was really tough to tell. So yeah, I I would agree on that. I would definitely right. agree on. That. Um, and I, I don't. Uh, mixed tag was good. It felt a little off, but I mean, like I like we were talking about pre production. You know, it, the the execution took a backseat to the story, and the story mm. was really good. You know, it was a little patchy. I give that to the fact that I mean, you know, Beth Phoenix, part time worker, Edge not a spring chicken <laughs> no you know no. and and quite honestly Rhea Ripley I I think that she's probably still a bit on the mend from Royal Rumble and and trying to make sure that you know she's going to be able to be ready for this run to Wrestlemania so I'm sure there was enough rust and just general you know people who don't work all the time the look on her face though when Ripley got like D- spiked DDT'd and everything else man does she sell that great or what <laughs> Rhea Ripley looks like she's like dead when she takes some of those moves. I was like, oh my gosh, she's um, oh she gosh. is like one of the one of the top wrestlers in the company. Not like yeah, yeah, not one of the top female wrestlers. One of the top workers in the company, mm-hmm. 
she mm-hmm. looks like a million bucks, what, whatever she's doing. And yeah. she has and she has the attitude to go along with it. Like, I, I remember I think we even talked a little bit about it with the Royal Rumble, like in her press conference afterwards. She just has that thing. Yeah. That attitude that makes you even though she's supposed to be a heel, you're, where you're just like, I can't help but like her because she has right. that attitude like like literally as she's answering questions in the press scrum. I'm like, she has that look like, good God, isn't this fun? Mm-hmm. I can't believe I get to do this like this is awesome like, yeah it, and it's yeah. so great to see someone who who is enjoying what they're doing right you know like there's right. just so much joy from that and oh yeah she's fantastic finn balor has got to stop with it whatever this mask you know crud is that he's doing like just enough enough it, it's been lame it's continuing to be it's not getting any better drop it you look like you look don't the mask is just stupid I Done. I just like the fact like when he like ripped Edge off the uh, off the apron and then you yes, know that one was one of the in. best and he, and he stands there and, and 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 he has that look on his face with his tongue out I'm like that is great that that is that is great heel work right there oh yeah I love the fact that he like crawled under the ring that yes. was that was All the way from beautiful. one side to the other. Uh, and and you know what? Not everybody can start doing that now. But that is like every once in a while, someone finding a new and interesting way to cheat is yeah. great. Like somewhere, oh, yeah. Eddie Guerrero was just like, "Yes, Chef's kiss." <laughs> oh, love it! Mwah. And little uh, e- Easter egg to that match: the finisher that Beth and Edge uh, pulled off the um, I forget not Shattered Dreams. They called it the Shatter Machine. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Edge is or Edge and, and Beth Phoenix in real life are good friends with the tag team FTR, who are in. Uh, uh, AEW, yes, uh, Dax Harwood and Cash Wheeler, and that is their finisher. So I, ah. I read today that that was actually a little uh, nod to them uh, in in the match that they baked in there. So I thought that was kind of cool. Well, that's cool that they actually use the the proper name for it too. Yeah, like yeah, you know, little little crossover there. You and know, and kinda FTR nice. just, so, I mean, such an underappreciated team. I mean, they've they they've had a pretty good run in AEW. They could be doing much better if. There were, you know, certain politics in place with, you know, if AEW wasn't AEW. (laughs) Well, no, certain EVPs who want to hold all the gold, you know, as as CM Punk said, the children. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) They couldn't manage their way out of a target. So, oh, my gosh. Um, And then, of course, the main event. I mean, Uh, the coup de gras was was so good. Uh, Holy moly. It was one of those deals where because of the crowd, I, I honestly, I didn't even mind the the, the yeah. 18 minute, um, you know, Roman Reigns entrance. I liked how they brought him out first and that the commentators actually said like, oh, and it's a champion's prerogative to come out yes. first. And because the other thing Great too was detail. like, you, you, uh, you know, that little detail was just so nice because mm-hmm. if you've watched wrestling before you, the champ usually comes out second. Yep. You know, yep. and or last in any kind of sort of format, and for the fact for the fact they explained that, I was like, that's such a night. That is like so not a Vince thing. Vince would, mm-hmm. oh, of course, we have to. I want you to be, you know, playing this up and playing this. And instead, it's like, hey, here's why well, this- Vince would be finding a way to embarrass Sammy in in Montreal because that's oh. what Vince likes to do because that's what humors him. He likes to, you know, do yeah. stupid stuff like that. It would so. have ended with a sharpshooter and something. Oh, and yeah. Uh, yeah, thank but, God uh, he's not around. But bringing Sammy out second and then, of course, like taking like just taking in the crowd and everything, um, man, just such a not a a fantastic technical match. Yeah. But told the story so well and utilized emotion so well. So here's what really stood out to me in this match. And and it's nothing new from past 
matches that Reigns has been in. But for some reason, in this match, and I think it was enhanced by the fact that Sammy's family was there, his wife mm-hmm. was there, things like that. The level of trash talking oh, yeah. that he does during the match. And and I think back to probably six, seven years ago when when Brock in the middle of one of his title matches just rattled off the suplex city phrase, which became a thing, a huge thing for him. Mm-hmm. I feel like Heyman now has like as much as Heyman likes working with Lesnar, I wonder if like Reigns, you know, kind of similar to to that promo he did with Cody last week, where he, where like Reigns is the champion Heyman always wanted to work with, because well, well, I Reigns think it's also is just it's a- walking around. Like I just love the swagger. I love the way he's looking at, at Zane's wife. He's like, "This is what I was trying to do for this man." Like he's telling a story oh, yeah. in the middle of the match. <laughs> but it's a next natural progression after Heyman's work with CM Punk, because like he yeah. said, he he yeah. with Brock it was the same thing. Like he Brock would didn't have to say anything. He just beat the hell out of people, and Heyman did all the talking. Right. CM Punk, CM Punk did all the talking, but, and Paul just had to stand there with him. Like well, Lesnar started to every now and then. Well, and yeah, like, but Reigns I mean, just takes it to the next level. It's crazy. But now it's like it's like CM Punk. But now it's almost like there's a cult leader aspect to it. Like yeah. it's almost like but he's so deep into it. And so then when he comes out and he does these promos mm-hmm. and it's just him, you know, yeah. that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, oh, no, that was great. in the way that he was talking to his wife and everything. And, oh, yeah. And, oh, it was fantastic. And, and and it wasn't like the, the usual cheap heel garbage that we would mm-hmm. see in the Vince era either. It, it wasn't him being like stupid, disrespectful and stuff like it was actually like playing off of. And, and I love how his wife was going back at him, too. It's like he loved you. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was fan. I mean, like this is this is storytelling. This is oh, yeah. good stuff. And the thing was, and I said this to you before, like when yeah. when we were when I one of the many texts that I sent you there when I was start when I was watching that, <laughs> like they got me. I know how oh, this yeah. whole. I know that there's storytelling. I know that this and it's predetermined, and I I know all these things, and I feel like I have a pretty good grasp of like how the whole you know as much of a grasp as you can have without being in the business. Like I feel like I have a decent grasp surface level of how the sausage is made yeah yeah they got me yeah damn it they got me again mm-hmm. like they got me at the royal rumble and they got me again and i'm like hashtag team sammy i'm in <laughs> i'm fracking in and in the same they managed to pull it off two pay-per-views in a row yeah i yeah. legit thought ko might win like yeah. they had me believing there's a there's a chance here like this might actually happen you start rationalizing it in your mind mm-hmm. of all the ways that they could play this even though you're like it doesn't make they've got to keep the title on reigns to, to wrestlemania you kind of know like that's the goal like they're not going to yeah. screw this up like you're not going to blow off his you know now 800 day reign in a, like a at like elimination chamber Right. <laughs> Not right. one of the big four. You're saving this bad boy for WrestleMania if you're going to do it. Yeah. And but yet again, they had me thinking the other night, like, son of a bitch, maybe they are going to drop the title to Sammy. Like, holy crap. Mm-hmm. What would they do? And and I, I like just the, the way that the match was going. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I, 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 I think this might happen. Yeah. yeah. And I'm trying to again, I'm trying to figure like, OK, well, how are they going to work things now? <laughs> Like I'm, right. I'm, I'm like right. fantasy booking in my head. It's it's amazing the way the way they've done this, and of course it has a lot yeah. to do with the fact that Sammy is Sammy, and and he mm-hmm. is you know he's that guy who oh my gosh it looks like he hasn't ever lifted a weight in his life. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, I know that he works out I because mean, you can't not and, and be in shape to do this. But I mean, good Lord, I see him and I'm like, I don't think I take my shirt off if I were you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. Have you have you considered, you know, some curls? I don't know, a little shoulder work, something, you know, uh, uh, <laughs> like some, uh, some lat pull downs. I don't yeah. know. I'm just throwing it out there. I know a trainer. I'm just saying. Yeah. Um, but I mean, and, 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 you know, Reigns with his promo work and, and the smack talk and just his swagger and all that. Oh my gosh. It was, it's just so good. Well, so and, good. And the action, the way they went back and forth and, and the way that, you know, I mean, every time Sammy, when he would hit that 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 Haluva kick, when he would, mm. you know, dodge one of you know the Superman punch. I mean, I love the fact Sammy pulled a Superman punch yes. on him. That that, that was, was just awesome. phenomenal. <laughs> um, love the, you know, just the near falls were just so yeah. perfectly done. I mean, did you had, see the one where the- where 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 he had uh, Reigns down and Reigns? course kicked out at like two and a half yeah and Hayden was reaching through the ropes holding up the two with his head down just like almost like exhausted like yes absolutely oh he adds so much to these matches really just with the just the little things the little bits of business off to the sides great yeah yeah no but and and you know the ref bumps that they did i you know i didn't mind them because it told the story sammy had him beat Sammy had him beat yeah. and there was no ifs, ands or buts about it. And he just got lucky, you know, like, like he talked about in his promo with Cody, it's just, there's always something that seems to happen in Reigns' favor. And so, um, so no, I thought it was great, just great action back and forth. I, I think they both come off, you know, Sammy looks strong Reigns, you know, just looks dominant. I, I got to tip my cap to like, I, when Reigns' music first came out, I was like, what the heck is this? Cause it sounds like it belongs in a video game from mm. the 1980s. And I just, I didn't like it at first, but when you have him come out with those belts, and we talked about this at the Rumble, when he comes out with the belts and and with with Heyman and you know with 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 the whole bloodline, it's just it it really gives it a big fight feel for some reason. I I, I can't mm-hmm. quite put my finger on it, but um, but yeah, so no, just phenomenal. And then you know, of course, after the match, uh, what uh, you know, they're in Montreal, KO. <laughs> So you got to have him come out well, and, yeah. and just lay waste to everyone, including the wise man. Yeah. <laughs> the wise man took a stunner to the other night. I mean, not the best. Um, I like, I love how each, how each performer kind of sells the stunner a little bit differently. Yeah. Like, yeah. like of course the rock was the gold standard. He sold the stunner. Like he had just gotten like a nuclear bomb dropped under his chin and would just like flop around like a, like a flounder that has been brought up on a, <laughs> onto a boat. Um, but the way, and now we've seen Reigns take it a couple times. Like the way he takes it is like flat footed. Mm-hmm. And then it's not like a pop up. It's just like flat footed, boom. And then straight back onto his back. Yeah. Like just a right. straight boom, right. clean. Yeah. And I'm like, it's so interesting, like how each person sells it just a little bit differently. Yeah. And and Re- I kind of like Reigns the way he does it, because it's, it's almost like that's the most realistic thing. Like, you don't you wouldn't like shoot up in the air. Yeah. You're just going to like you're going to you're you're going to hit your jaw and you're just going to go Ugh. <laughs> just fall like a sack of crap. That's Although- how it's going to work. The Rock has the all-time greatest sell of that move because he, oh yeah, he didn't you do like three flops and out of the ring or something one hits, time? He hits the knees, bounces up, goes backwards, flips over. I mean, oh, yeah. it just like it just it's it's such a it's over the top, but it 
he makes it just look good, you know. Well, it's so. like the, it's like The Rock doing an imitation of Shawn Michaels doing an mm. imitation of Ric Flair. Yeah. Yep. It's it's insanity. Exactly. It's insanity. Exactly. Yep. But I mean, you got to love it. That's effort right there. And you know it that is. half the time he's just trying to crack up Steve. You know, he's yes. just trying to crack up Austin. So, yes. You know, make him yep. break character. Yep. Damn son, why'd you why'd you have to fire the ring like that? Damn near grin myself. <laughs> I'm putting my hands up like Austin. I don't mind that you do it. <laughs> Damn, kid. Oh, and there's, a, there's the can pop. There's the Steve Weiser. <laughs> he's going to be pouring two LaCroix into his mouth right now. As of course, he's in Montreal, they call them LaCroix. So, well, anyways. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, no, overall, great event. solid great event. event. Yeah. Great event, top to bottom. So, yeah. Yeah. And I... Strong recommendation, uh, I, I think, from both of us on this one. Oh yeah, if you've got the peacock, on go the back peacock. And, and catch it. It's yep. it's great. Un- unlike uh, you know the uh, un- unlike Monday Night Raw, which I'm missing right now because I don't have a DVR because I may or may not have someone else's uh, Spectrum password. But um, <laughs> I uh, <laughs> so I, I won't be able to watch Eastbound it. Eastbound down. Yeah, <laughs> bootlegging cable. <laughs> But, like we uh, did in the eighties, exactly. Except <laughs> I didn't have to go to the bad side of town and almost get knifed to get one of them special boxes. Uh, but uh, but yeah, you, so you can watch the uh, the pay per view there. I that is yeah. one of those things that annoys me though with with the entire you know network thing and all that is like yeah. Uh, I and I know why they do it, but it's like it really sucks that it's like a month lag. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. why can't it be? like a week is that really a big deal like a week yeah you know yeah anyways well great on event, that though. note of uncle todd's travails with bootlegging cable that yeah. my friends is the week in geek well i thank you for uh researching but you didn't do squat on this one except sit your butt down and watch some wrestling so you know thank you to me um absolutely <laughs> I'm not going to argue that, that 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 point right there. It was it was a wonderful evening last night watching and uh, you know taking in a quality event. All right. Well, we are now going to get to our quantum mania um, <laughs> thoughts, and then we will get to the returns on our uh, real or jabroni predictions. Yes. Uh, as luck would have it, as fate would have it, we both watched this movie Saturday, eleven twenty a.m. showings. Mm-hmm just a time zone apart so we were literally apart. going to like the same time show just uh we were an hour apart in time zones yep which is just very weird and kind of disturbing quite honestly we're going to start <laughs> dressing alike very soon uh, i'm not sure who that's the worst for i don't know i don't uh, I, I, dear. You know, I don't have that many golf shirts like you like you have well you should I, I do i probably do need to start dressing more like an adult <laughs> one of these days <laughs> I'll send you another Adama T-shirt. I'm not. I'm not going to start wearing the New Balance sneakers, though. I I draw the line there. I'm not wearing the All dad right. shoes. That's right. it. That's. I'm not going there. Um, but what did you think of the Quantum Mania, sir? What were your thoughts? Uh, well, it was. Oh, I, I geez, it. it's a great start. No, 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 no. I I was just trying to think where to start because there, there's just a lot that goes on in it. it you know, it was. I, I liked how it was very different from the other Ant-Man movies, you know, where there was always that kind of, you know, comedic piece to it. I mean, there there's comedy in it, but it just felt like more of a action kind of 
huh. adventure sort of thing for Ant-Man. You know, right. like it was just in a very different kind of setting. Um, you know, there was a little bit about the thievery thing, but it wasn't like a super big, you know, point that it was being made. It was just more about, you know, him being at this point in his life with who he is and, you know, the, the whole discussion with his daughter about, you know, you know, it's a typical thing, you youth and, 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 you know, kind of being in, in the middle of your life. It's like, you know, the, the activist versus the person who's just trying to, you know, kind of in, in, enjoy the laurels of, of being finally on the right side of things, you know? And, mm-hmm. uh, and so I thought that, I thought those were, you know, were interesting points they kind of hit on. Um, I thought they did a great job with Kang. I, I thought Kang was ever the menacing villain that I was hoping he was going to be. Um, little surprised by where the story went. I I thought it was, well, as we'll talk about in the returns, I thought it was going to go in a certain direction to kind of build him up. But it does, it does kind of point to how different they're going to be dealing with Kang than they did with Thanos. And, and it makes sense in a way to me because Thanos was an individual terror of a, of a certain kind. And now Kang and we talked about this in prior week in geeks and, 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 you know, episodes not too long ago about, I was wondering if it was going to be a thing where the variants of Kang are going to kind of coordinate. And it seems like they're heading in that direction. So, um, so I'm, I'm, I, I liked it, you know I mean? It's, it's showing a different look and a different feel for this big bad who is going to be a threat but not in the same way that Thanos was. And so it kind of tempered my disappointment in, in how Kang was treated at, you know, at least toward the end. Um, but I thought they did a nice job kind of building the story and, you know, kind of establishing, um, you know, Janet's history, you know, in, in the quantum realm and, and her interaction with Kang and that sort of thing. Um, I was a little disappointed and we can get into this a little more, you know, once a little bit more once you, you give your thoughts, but, um, was a little disappointed in, in, you know, in some ways in, in the way they kind of dealt with the quantum realm, because if, if you go back to the first Ant-Man, I thought there was a lot of danger and a lot of unknowns with it. And, and it just feels like it was just treated as just another place, you know, like you're walking mm. around with no helmets on there, you know, it's no big deal. It just like, it just seems like there's no consequences, you know, but of course, maybe that's just the space magic you just get and you have to just, you know, play with it and work with it. So, yeah. Um, so it, it, it just seemed in some ways they kind of contradicted some things from the first movie, but, but, you know, they, they dove deeply into an area that we really haven't spent a lot of time in. So, um, so anyway, so it was just kind of, uh, that, that, that was a little nit, nit on my side, but overall I liked it. I thought it was really good. Um, just not sure where they go with Ant-Man now. Um, that's why I thought, you know, Scott Lang would, would be, you know, would be killed is, is to establish Kang as, as a massive threat and, and to take out an Avenger. But, um, but yeah, so, so we'll have to see in phase five, what, what is next for Ant-Man and the Wasp? Mm, yeah. How about I, you, <sighs> for the first half of this movie I was in, man, I was like, Oh, cool. I'm digging this. Like, this is a nice tight, you know, action movie that feels like it's kind of moving. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like we're, we're going point to point to point here and we're getting stuff ha- going and all this second half of the movie was not great really all right no i i felt like i felt like i so i mean the character who i don't even know because i didn't care to look her up because quite honestly i i 
there really wasn't a whole lot at play, but the main quantum character besides the goopy thing um, and then the big flashlight guy um, didn't really know that much about her. Didn't really find yeah. that much out. You know, the real the, her character was just sort of there and, you know, okay, yeah. It would have been nice to have at least had a little bit more buy-in on her, mm-hmm. um, which takes a little bit out of that whole struggle when you don't really feel like you even the characters are just like, oh well, yeah, we're oppressed and we're we're very generically oppressed and we we don't really even explain like what you know. Oh, Kang's fortress is built on the bones of our ancestors, or our people. Well, but we don't really go into any of that. Mm. So it, it kind of lacks stakes from that point, which I thought kind of sucked. I will give it this. Uh, at least it was a nice two-hour action flick um, as opposed to, and I'm going to go back and harp on The Batman again, which is a three-hour detective movie that was about an hour too long. Um, so I do appreciate the fact that we actually have a, a huma- humanely uh, timed-out movie because I feel like there's far too many movies now that are getting into the three-hour, like two-and-a-half, three-hour time period when you don't need to. Yeah. No, another another couple passes on this script and a little bit of editing and a little bit more guidance and you could have had a nice tight 2-hour movie and mm-hmm. gotten the and gotten the point across like we used to do that. We used to do that back in the day, you'd have a 90-minute movie. Like it is possible and they made sense. It, not everything has to be fracking gone dances with wolves and gone with the wind. Right. You know? Right. To this day, like a, you know, Titanic, one of the biggest movies of all time. They could have cut about an hour out of that and gotten us to the iceberg a lot sooner. You know, like that was that was always my thing. Going to the you when you used to get like the VHS tapes and that was two VHS tapes. It's like mm-hmm. forget the first one, just put in the second one. We get to the iceberg and stuff starts happening. <laughs> Good lord, when are we gonna start drowning some of these people? Um, that came out wrong. But anyways, um, you know, it, I give them the credit for that. But when we got into the second half, it felt mm-hmm. like again. I don't really care about these people who've been oppressed like Krylar. Okay. I like the fact that Bill Murray managed to come across as menacing, but at the same Mm. time, I don't know that much about the character. So I'm kind of just buying it on his performance, which his creepy kind of performance was enough that Mm -hmm. I bought it. Mm -hmm. I like the fact that they had like the, the goop or whatever the drinks were that made you made them able to understand everyone. Like that Mm -hmm. was a nice little shorthand way of like, just being like, okay, and now no subtitles. Everybody understands each other. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Got it. Um, <clears throat> I didn't like how we started getting into jokey, jokey territory. I think they, they, a lot of stuff started getting very generic. Mm. Um, and, you know, as exemplified by Cassie stopping and telling Modoc to not be a dick mm-hmm. and that it's never too late to not be a dick. I'm like, really? that's the best you could do. Mm. I will say this, like I, I saw someone post this online. They were like, I haven't, and it was a, I was on the screen, right? Uh, screenwriting subreddit. And it was saying, I haven't written anything in a long time. And Ant-Man Quantumania inspired me to go home and start writing because I'm like, if this got made, I can totally write something that could get made. And I kind <laughs> of agree because. Interesting. Even the jokes were not that good. Mm. And I get 
what you're trying to do at the beginning with the voiceover and Paul Rudd kind of going around doing his thing. And you're trying to you're trying to add that you're trying to get people back into, oh, yeah, we're back into Ant-Man world where stuff is kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah. The end. I hated that. I, I absolutely hated yeah. the way the movie ended. I was like, that just took the piss out of all of the stakes that you had. Yeah. No, I have to agree with you on that. I, I didn't like the ending either. I thought it was very abrupt and, and just nonsensical. It just, you know, he takes a bite of cake and doesn't like it. I mean, what does it have to do with anything? Yeah. And the other thing, too, is like I, I I'm really OK. I, I get it. Phase four was a palate cleanser, palate mm. cleanser and setup. I mm. get it. OK. I'm really getting tired of like the foreplay into the multiverse. Like mm-hmm. you got to get us there eventually. Yeah. Yeah. And some stuff has got to start happening because we're still not entirely there. Right. We're still dipping our toe in every movie and then it comes and then it reels back. Mm-hmm. You got to do something. I don't know if it's just a matter of like, you know, really going overboard on setup or what, but it's like, you got to start picking a shot and taking it mm-hmm. because you had Kang in this movie and then you end up killing him. But then, Oh, well we got the council of Kangs like, okay, that's great. But when are we going to get this fracking thing moving? Yeah. Cause I feel like we've been on a treadmill. Yeah. Now that isn't to say like, I didn't enjoy the flick. I did. I'd give it a six out of 10, maybe a 5.5 out of 10. I didn't go in expecting Citizen Kane. I didn't go in, go in expecting Godfather Part Two. Mm-hmm. Even by the measure of like, I just went in for an entertaining movie. I came away going, Ugh, if I hadn't had this show to do, I probably would have been a little more pissed off and thinking I could have just waited a month and streamed it on Disney Plus, mm, yeah, and saved my money, you know. Yeah. And that's a bummer. That's a mm-hmm. real bummer for movies that, you know, are supposed to be big and and really enjoyed on the on, on a big screen to to walk away going, Ugh, I could have I could have waited. Yeah. Wouldn't have wouldn't have really hurt my feelings that much. So that was kind of lame. That, you know. And yeah. unfortunately, that's been a lot of movies from phase four, and now we get the first one of phase five that is kind of mm-hmm. the same thing. Yeah, I I was a little surprised by how they handled Modoc. Um, even before the whole thing with him and Cassie, he he just seemed like a joke. Yeah, it's total comic relief. And I was kind of hoping it was going to be something a little different. Uh, I mean, it was a little also cheesy the way it looked too. I mean, just just you know, I know it was a difficult character to kind of probably bring to life because of you know what 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 effects can do at this stage um but i i don't know i i just i i didn't quite get it and it it turned into just kind of this yeah this a little bit of a a, a jokey joke <clears throat> thing where well yeah because every character came in and just took the piss out of him completely yeah yeah and, and that you know so so that's where i was kind of like well there there goes this menacing thing that i was kind of hoping they were going to introduce you know and uh so i yeah, I thought the Modoc thing was kind of weird. I I liked Bill Murray. I thought he was good. Um, you know, I thought some of the backstory they were telling and and kind of getting into 
you know, to, to your point, they, they talk a lot about the multiverse, but yeah, you don't see a lot. And, and that's, yeah. that, that's what I think you're getting at is let's, let's get the, you know, let's put the foot on the pedal and, and let's get this thing rolling because we, we've been doing this for like a few years now and, and we've been waiting for it. And, and it's weird because they're not doing it the same way they did Thanos. Like Thanos, they did this nice slow burn, you know, to, you see little bits of him, you see him pop into guardians of the galaxy you know, you, you get a sense this is going to be a, a real menacing character that they're going to have to deal with. And, you know, when when the battle was happening, what kind of surprised me was it just had, you know, it, it had the same kind of feel. Like, I don't want to say it had the same feel as Avengers Endgame, but it just, it had the same feel in the sense that you had this really powerful villain and no matter what he was doing, it was just the good guys were always finding a way around stuff, you know? And, and, mm-hmm. and I thought it was going to be more of like an empire strikes back story where, you know, the, the good guys are going to try, but now they're, they're going to experience defeat and they're going to be the harbingers of, of, you know, folks, here's what's coming. We got to prepare because this, this guy is the real deal and is going to take us. And, and he, you know, he was still the real deal. I mean, it was just, you know, he was just overrun by numbers basically. And, um, and so, yeah, so I, I just kind of came out of it. You know, I, I really had my heart set on them doing something, you know, not just to kill off Scott Lang, but as a way to help his daughter evolve her character forward, because I thought, you know, when, when you have that sort of loss, it can get you, motivated in a certain direction and have you, you know, kind of dedicate your life to something, you know, kind of giving these young Avenger types, you know, some sort of foundation to kind of base their fight on, you know, cause right now it's like, what have they really lost? Mm. You know what I mean? Like, or, or what have they gone through? <clears throat> um, so, so th- those were some of my little nits with it. Um, I, I, you know, I, I thought it was a fun movie. I enjoyed it. Um, I, I didn't think it was a bad movie. It just didn't, you know, I, I guess I had certain expectations in my head and those expectations just weren't uh, meant to be. No, nope. So, but at least we have a bottle of bourbon on the line here with these results. Oh, yes. Let the bourbon flow through you. And and the man they call Tim has been awfully happy with this. So I'm sure that he has the results right now. So I'm, I'm thinking that... He might the, the fix is in, ladies and gentlemen. No, is, I'm. This is this is me playing up. You know the event. I'm I'm trying to uh, mm-hmm. you know show some excitement here. Uh huh. I'm interested I, in the overall uh, process uh, for our listeners to hear how we uh, guessed. I feel like I'm in the main event championship match, and one of the one of the bad guys, Stooges, was just announced as the special guest guest referee. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Oh dear. Well, I, sir, are I you have ready? a feeling that my my uh, my souls are going to be seeing some ceiling tonight, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Good God, make you humble. Yeah, oh, pretty much. God. You know what we? So so Uncle Todd, as I've said many times, produces this show and and does a phenomenal job weaving different sound clips in here and there. We really need to get a Dusty Roads hard times. Hard you know, just, times. just oh yeah, just Hard saying, time. just saying it. I mean, just get get it in there. Love we just drop it in every so often. You I'm know, plumbing thun, and if you notice the way I wrestle, I attribute to him every day, every night when I go out there and the crack of my butt showing. <laughs> Good God. My polka dot tights, yes. American Dream dusted roads. Oh just a, my gosh, just a common man. 
That's right. That's right. All right. Are you ready, sir, to uh, adjudicate oh, sure. Why this not? version Let's... of the real and the jabroni? Which, by the way, in two weeks, we're going to do another one of these for Mando. That's right. We've got Mando. Oh, yeah, Mando coming in two weeks. Oh, because it was so good. Actually, yes. you know another thing? Mm-hmm. we got to talk some uh, some Star Trek Picard, because uh, did you catch the first episode? I have not. I'm going to watch it tonight after we're done recording. I'm I'm curious to see what you, uh, you have to say. We'll have to discuss... Uh, the first we couple episodes next time. Yeah. We'll do. Yeah, yeah. We'll sure, do. Sure. Sure. Seen, felt, smelt, and dealt. Yep. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Rumor number one. All right. You ready, sir? We will see you multiple. Keep asking, you, oh, you do this all the time. You're like, are what? you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? I'm, I feel like I'm I'm, in, I'm stuck in a perpetual like DX promo loop. I oh, am trying ready. to see if you are prepared. Fine. Next time, I'll just start talking, and you'll be like, whoa, 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 slow down. Oh, I'm like, oh, okay, now we're not ready. I see how it is. I'll tell all you right. what. From now on, just assume that I am ready. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Because uh, I'm, I'm probably Uncle not Todd going to be, understand but... what what he's just what he's just done here. So okay, all right. Mister, I very I'm ready rarely all the do, and you know what? Johnny Things worked out pretty well. You know. Okay, all right. Number I'm like, one, I'm like I'm like Captain Jack Sparrow. Oh, like, do you go. think anything I... is? Do you, do you really think he works out ahead of time? <laughs> probably not. God. Number anyway, one. are you ready? Are you ready? Uh, <laughs> number one, we will see multiple Kang variants. We both said the real, mm-hmm. and we did see multiple Kang variants at the end. We did. So the real it is. So we each get a point. And that is how the scoring works, folks, by the way, is if we tie on a particular answer, uh, we each get a point. Yes. It's the old school NHL scoring. Indeed. All right. Uh, number two, we will yes. see Tony Stark. That is, mm. we both said jabroni, and that was... Jabroni. Jabroni. Make you humble. All right. So we each got that correct. Number three, we will see Captain America. We both said Jabroni. And it was, sir. It was quite Jabroni. It was quite Jabroni. We saw no Captain America. There was no no sighting of America's ass whatsoever. Not whatsoever. Absolutely. (laughs) Number four, this was... uh, the Uncle Todd special. I was trying to trip him up with this one. <laughs> Mephisto will finally make his debut. And he did not. So no. we both said Jabroni. It's Jabroni. We both get a point. We're never seeing Mephisto, ladies and gentlemen. It's not yeah, going to happen. Never going to happen. And when it does happen, it'll be one of these that we do where we, we leave the question out and we're just kicking ourselves like, why? Why didn't we have a Mephisto Mm-hmm. Question. All right. Uh, number five. We will see one or more members of the Fantastic Four. And this is where we split. So Uncle mm-hmm. Todd went the real. I went the jabroni. And it was? It's jabroni. It is jabroni. No contesting it. All right. So I am now uh, up by one. Yep. Soon to be up by another. <laughs> well, number six. Uncle Todd said it cannot happen. He is too big of a character to be in this movie. <sighs> and he wasn't technically in the actual like film. Or, oh, or, well, so you're conceding that I was right. No, oh, I'm okay, not conceding well, therefore, right. we're, Then we're now we're all even up. No, we're not. Loki will make an appearance, and he, in fact... Did he make did. an appearance. He did. He done did. And Uncle Todd said jabroni. I said the real. So we are now <sighs> we are now up by two. 
Where's my weed seltzer? Where did that get to? <laughs> this could be a long ass night. Hang on. We did say Pappy Van Winkle was on the table, yes or no? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, you get a Colonel you, Taylor. You get a bottle with a with a label with crayon on it, and then <laughs> Pappy Van Winkle misspelled. You know, Patrick make that. Yes. Oh. Arts and crafts and That's free right. range EDCHQ. <laughs> now make sure you use the papier mache. <laughs> Nice. Nicely played, sir. Uh, well done. Uh, number meanwhile, seven. Meanwhile, someone is in France right now. Like, that is not how you pronounce it. Some <laughs> <laughs> Americans. Uh, <sighs> English knickets. All right. Uh, let's see. Number seven. Sylvie will make an appearance. We both said jabroni, and Sylvie did not. So. Nowhere to be seen. Nowhere, Nowhere to be, be seen. seen. Uh, number eight, and this will wrap up our in and out section with this one. A member of the X Men will make an appearance. Uncle Todd. Said I was, yes. I said was all in all. on like trying to get some of these these uh, new uh, new characters in here, and indeed, stings a little. The man they called Tim said jabroni. Now the man they called Tim is up three on Uncle Todd. Yep, coming out of this section. So now. Uh, we enter into what's up with that. So our our theories on the plot of the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and number nine, are you ready? Just checking. Are uh, number nine. you ready? <laughs> I've got two words for you. How about uh, that? I, good Lord, with Montez Ford, by the way, doing the, the DX chop, like every which, he, he seemed like a video game character that was just, or, or I think you said it best, he was on some sort of like energy drink. And just, he was like a video game character when with the, one of the buttons gets stuck down. Yes. <laughs> That's <laughs> it perfect. Was, it was perfect. a glitch in the system. Oh my gosh. I'm like, dang, dude, slow it down. <laughs> it's just like. You know, it's kind of, and the, the funny thing is, like sitting in the pod, like he's just staring off into space. As soon as he got into the match, yeah, like the Energizer Bunny, like he could have powered a small city. Someone slipped him a monster or something. Maybe I don't know. Maybe that's what he was doing while he was in there. He was having two or three of the of the rocks energy drinks there. Ah, that could be, could be. All right, number nine, Cassie uh, built the quantum realm device with Oof. Hank. Him, yeah, said Jabroni, and we and- were wrong. I thought we were right. No, she, she built it, it with him. Oh, she did build it. I thought he just was aware she was building something, but he wasn't helping no, her. No, she, he helped her. Oh, because I thought she built it when they were all in the blip. Nope. All right. All right. Well, it doesn't matter. We both got it wrong. So, All right. Uh, <laughs> both got it wrong. I think if we go back and watch again, I think Uncle Todd wants to watch this movie again. No, and, I don't actually. And I think he wants to, uh, spe- you know, specifically that scene. I think. We yeah, to- I want to go back and watch this one like I want to watch Dark World again. Ah, uh, yes. All right, number 10. Modoc is an ally of Kang. We both said the real, and mm-hmm. Modoc was. More of a lackey, but sure, that counts as an ally. Yes. Yes, he does. Number 11. Modoc is the reason Kang is stuck in the quantum realm. We both said jabroni, and the answer is jabroni. jabroni. Yeah. Jabroni. Yeah, sure, yeah, sure, yeah. sure. Got to give a little credit to Jimmy Dice on that one. Yeah, All right. There ought to be a little trademark next to that. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. No kidding. Uh, number 12. Krylar who is Bill Murray, mm-hmm. will betray the protagonist. We both said the real, and we were rewarded for our 
lack of faith in him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it kind of that was uh, could see that one coming a while off. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I I wouldn't compare him to to Lando Calrissian, but there was definitely that that kind of feel like okay, she knew him. He he, he's he been damn a, near had a cape. Like yes, that he robe did. almost was a cape. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. He, and and he's been in this this the vicinity of this conqueror for this amount of time. I was like, yeah, he's probably been subverted at this point, but mm-hmm. or submitted. But uh, number thirteen, mm. Kang is a cosmic entity. See cosmic. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to read that part. Uh, <laughs> I thought I thought it was like when I put Bill Murray in parentheses. I'm like, oh, well, that's more for us. It's All like right. Ron Burgundy. I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> Uh, so I'm going to this... start adding stuff in parentheses to our to our real <laughs> See if I read it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kang is a cosmic entity. This rumor definitely fell in, into the category of of really overthought sort of thing. Uh, yes, it, it, it was an interesting idea to try to link it to that, but no, Kang Kang is Kang, and he just has a lot of variants who are you know just goofy. So mm-hmm. uh, this was Jabroni. We both said Jabroni. Both get a point. So uh, if anyone's uh, curious at this stage or at number 14, I am up uh, by three. Just want to yep. make that clear. All right. Um, you son of a mother. <laughs> number 14, we learn Janet and Krylar have a past. In and more we, ways than one. And I got to say, that was a, a good bit of dialogue right there when when she was like, uh, you know, with, with uh, I, I forget the daughter's name, Evangeline Lilly's character. But yeah. uh, w- when they're going back and forth, she's like, you didn't she's like i had needs and she's like oh gosh and then he's like i had needs <laughs> <laughs> and then it was just kind of like that that sweet little thing where he's like but she wasn't you baby yeah <laughs> like, oh my oh god that, that is like that is every child's nightmare too to be in the yep. middle of that conversation yes. like, i don't want to know yes don't tell me please yes. I, I don't need it like shown like just laid oh, bare for me like gosh. and then see the person that you're talking about Oh, no. Anyways. Didn't need that. All right. So each got a point for that. Uh, number 15, Cassie will develop into a hero slash Avenger by the end. Mm. Now, you said jabroni. I said the real. And technically, I said hero. I do yeah. believe she qualifies as a hero given her activities during this movie. I would agree. We don't have a hero name and, you know, yes. there was no like a, a, assembling. But yes. yeah, she's she totally. And I mean, you could have. I mean, I don't know how much further. Well, no, she, she had a suit. She turned yeah. Modoc against Kang. So, yeah, no, you, you, you were right. As much as it pains me to go down another point here. Thank you. You were, sir. You were correct. Thank you, sir. Up by four now. Up by four. All right. Number 16. And now. Here's where he makes Don't Call to Come Back. Number 16, the finale of Loki season one will coincide with the events in the quantum realm. Uncle Todd said jabroni. I said the real. And the answer is, sir. I mean, I, I'm i kind of thinking jabroni. Well, yeah, I, I was going to agree with you. Oh, okay. I, thought, I, I was... thought you were just going to say jabroni. <laughs> Yeah, no, I thought you were like all like wound up, ready to, you know, ready. To no, lay I'm, 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 I've lost all confidence in myself at this point. I'm getting, I'm getting, I my, I'm getting spanked like a child who's been so, stuck getting cookies out of the cookie jar. I'm, I don't know which way is up anymore. Now, what was interesting was at least in the beginning of the movie when you saw that clearly Kang was cast into the quantum realm, it did kind of 
give you pause to think, okay, are they going to tie this at some point? Cause it, you know, he who remains was able to get, you know, the sacred yeah. timeline, you know, kind of solidified. And you wonder if that was how he did it by casting out, you know, one of, you know, the, the more powerful versions of himself mm-hmm. that did not turn out to be the case. In fact, uh, apparently Kang cast Kang into, yeah. <laughs> or the council of Kangs, <laughs> the three stooges, if you will. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cast him out. So, uh, not, not to be, so uncle Todd gets a point. So now uh, man, they called him is only up by three. Actually, doesn't that go back to, you know, Vince McMahon of, you know, I didn't screw Brett. Brett screwed Brett. That's right. That's Just right. Just to go back, take another dig at people of Montreal. There you go. There you go. Nicely done. Uh, number 17. Mm. Kang needs pin particles to free himself from the quantum realm. Well, your local wise men here uh, <laughs> decided to say jabroni on this one, and yeah. I am calling this as the real. Oh, yeah. I, looking back now, I don't know what we were thinking because, of course, that's like yes. the one thing unique to these characters that Kang would would mm-hmm. want for them to be there. And, yeah, no, it's, yeah. We we screw that one up. Yes. Yeah, Janet Van Dyne uh, blew up or, or, or I don't want to say, sh- not shrunk, the opposite of shrunk, grew uh, his, his uh, time core or whatever that was called, the multiversal core he had, and uh, and they had to shrink it. So. Mm. All right, uh, number eighteen. Kang's time chair will come into play. Yeah, that's said a, the real. Yep. I would say this is the real, even though the phrase "time chair" was not used. Uh, it was pretty clear he had a chair. Yeah. And there was a multiversal core that he plugged into said chair. So I think. And it travels, and he he could control time. So and he yes, could control time. So it I, is a I time chair. We by can infer this, and yes. so we each get a point. All right, number 19, Ant-Man slash, oh, sorry, Ant-Man and Kang's, God, there I go again. (laughs) (laughs) I'm tripping myself up. (laughs) We get to the segment of the show about what we've learned this week. You you know, one of them is going to be the man they called him cannot just, you know, God free, cannot be putting slashes. Well, I mean, it's your your third language. I mean, you were originally, you know, from the great white north of of Inuit descent and, you know, then you learned how to speak Quebecois and uh, now you're now you're on English and it's it's tough, sir. I give you a lot of credit for being as fluent as you are. Thank you. By the way, can you say a few things in in Quebecois for everyone? uh, Wee wee. Uh, Close enough. Sure. Okay. Number 19, Ant-Man we've, and Kang's... We've now pissed off the entire province of Quebec. Well, <laughs> you're you welcome. Have. I haven't picked on them. Well, you're the um, one who just, you know, was acting I, like you could speak the language. I just said wee-wee, uh, okay. uh, which is yes, I believe. Uh, <laughs> Ant-Man and Kang's deal will center on recovering the five years that Ant-Man lost. Oh, yeah. And we both said the real, and it was the jabroni. Um. Well, no, wasn't that part of it? No, no. When he says, I can give you back the gift of time, that was to Janet. What he said to, um, what he said to Scott was, I won't kill your daughter because he was going to basically kill her. Yeah. He, he was in the prison. Well, I thought that was one of the things that he, that before that he was, before he had to go to that point. No. That he said that. I don't know. Again, like I, I. Well, he this may movie have said obviously it, did not stick with me in all its finer points. Yeah, no, so 
he he may have mentioned so, but but the whole thing about him being like gone for five years was was not part of that yeah. conversation at all. Like yeah, it, yeah, it, it was right. just a he tried the same tactic he used on Janet. Scott wasn't having it, so he started to torture his daughter. And the deal was, I'll give you your daughter back if you give me my core. Yep, and that's True. what he needed. So, so we both got this one wrong, mm-hmm. but off the course. Mm-hmm. Still up by three. All right. Um, number 20, Kang will send Ant-Man to a newly created timeline. We both fell for this and said the real. Yep. And that was not even like that is an aspect we didn't really see from him. And I, I don't know if it was just a quote in the trailer that, you know, um, kind of lent itself to this theory being a theory. But it sounded like someone had said something like he can, you know, create timelines or you know realities or something like that and so mm-hmm. it really kind of uh caused i think the 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 fan base to go a little kooky with uh you know with this kind of a theory so well that's what fan bases do yeah i know i know well that ends our segment uh what's up with that which is plot focus so uh the score as of right now man then called him is up by three <sighs> all right are you ready sir <clears throat> No, no, I'm not. I'm gonna. No, okay. I, I think we are just. Just. Think I think we just call it a draw right now. You know. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You've convinced me. We you know there's no winners and no losers. Let's oh, just call gosh. it even. All right. Absolutely not. <laughs> all right. Number twenty-one. This is the hill the man they called him was going to die on. And, oh, yeah. Uh, well, you, you like and everybody else. You had yeah. everybody dying in this movie. Ant-Man sacrifices himself and dies battling Kang. He almost did. He was getting his tail kicked. He was looking in rough shape, but he survived. So mm-hmm. uh, man, they called him said real. Uncle Todd said jabroni. So now man, they called him is only up by two. Yeah. So not to happen. Uh, number 22, Hank Pym dies. We both said the real, and we were wrong. Yep. Hank lives to fight another day. He does. And, and I have to admit, it is kind of funny, and I, I don't know if this was a tongue-in-cheek, you know, jokey joke that they did, but being the fact that he just kind of walked in with his army of ants, who is really the Ant-Man? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I I thought of that when he's just standing. Like, he literally just walks in, and his whole army of ants just, like, takes over everything. And I'm like... He doesn't have a suit, but he is kind of the man who controls the ants. So, yep, <laughs> yeah, no, he is. He is. Oh he was gosh. much more of the Ant Man in this movie than uh, Scott Lang was, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Uh, so no, Hank lives. So jabroni on that. Uh, we get no points. Uh, Janet Van Dyne dies. Uh, nope. We both said jabroni. It was jabroni. So we each get a point. Uh, Cassie dies. Uh, we both said jabroni, so both get a point. Uh, Modoc is destroyed. Uh, Yeah. So, uh, I said the real, you said the jabroni. Um, I was thinking yes, because he he kind of got beat up pretty bad, so and he died, so. I, I count that as destroy. I don't know. I mean, he wasn't reduced down to an atomic level. So I think, you know, this really does go- count in my favor. <laughs> you you really going to argue that one, counsel? <laughs> I don't know. Can I get the wise men in on this one? 
wise man. <laughs> can I can I get Paul Heyman to come in and dazzle us with a twenty minute promo that may, might make you forget you that know, this ever happened? That is the one human being who probably could flip this argument. So. <laughs> I think so. That's why I'd, I need him right now. But unfortunately, he's not taking my call. So right. truly, I guess you're going to win this one. All right. Back up by four. Man, they called him. Yeah. Or no, wait a minute. Am I up by three now? Yeah, it's only three. You, don't, three. Need, you three. don't need to widen the margin of victory. I don't think I'm making a comeback in this one. All right. Uh, number 26, Cassie will become stature. So while Cassie did uh, show some moxie and, and did perform at the hero slash Avenger level, uh, she did not declaratively become any sort of named hero. Uh, so no. that is jabroni. So we each get a point for that. We were correct on that one. Mm -hmm. uh, number 27, we will see a flashback to Kang battling and defeating the Avengers. Nope. It wasn't that type of movie. Nope. I said jabroni. Uncle Todd said the real. I did. That was total wishful thinking. It was. It, it really cool. was. You fell victim, sir, to the promise of what could have been and was yep. not. So uh, I go up by four once again. And now with only two remaining, nice. I'm going to start doing my victory lap. But <laughs> right now, Tim is Tim is in his basement. He's got his he's got his shirt off, twirling it around like a like a towel and doing the icky shuffle. That's what he's doing right now. Damn it. I just took a sip of LaCroix. <laughs> <laughs> I will spew it out all over my computer. Don't all do right. that because you got to return that thing. Oh yeah, it's actually nice that Apple does that. You can return the the equipment back and get a little bit back. So I like yeah, that. except they'd be, they'd be wondering like, why is this sticky? <laughs> oh, come on now. <laughs> you know what? We're only going to give you like ten bucks for this. Oh gosh, we've got to we've got to have this dipped in kerosene and lit on fire. Oh my god, it's gosh. a biohazard thing right now. No, no, it's Lacroix. Sure, it is, sir. Mm -hmm. Of course, it is. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, so let's see. Number 28. The movie ends with Kang starting the multiversal war and taking over different universes. And we both said the real. And I believe this is Jabroni. Uh, even yeah, though they we start nothing. No. Jeez. No. Hey, they were organizing to start something. You know, but... I don't want to deal with a, I'm a fixin' to think about doing something. Like, <laughs> get with the doing. Get with the doings. All right. And finally, number 29. So we, we both got that one wrong. No points there. Uh, number 29, a post-credit scene will involve an original Avenger being alerted to Kang's presence. We both said the real. Uh, mm. Specifically, we both said Mr. Bruce Banner would be yeah. part of that. That was not to be. <sighs> Excuse me. So we have zero points. Uh, final tally. Yeah. At the end of it all. Uh, man, they call Tim 25 points. Uncle Todd, 17. Which means that I'll be sending the man they call Tim a couple nips of fireball. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> Maine's uh, finest. I will. Uh, <laughs> Maine's finest. Oh, crap actually does come from Maine. I'm like, oh, seriously? Oh, oh boy. Geez. <laughs> well. I will have to uh, think on and uh, let Uncle Todd know what my selection will be, but I will uh, humbly accept this honor of once again being real or jabroni champion of this particular movie. <sighs> it hurts. But don't worry. In two weeks, you can make your comeback and, uh, you know, maybe earn earn a little something back with uh, the Mando. 
It really hurts. And the thing that really hurts is if even if I do, then I have to wait like the 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 <laughs> twelve weeks for the for the show to run. And Not then I've got to wait like another four months after that before Tim finally gets around to sending something out through the mail because like I don't know how to send it. Not anymore. I have my channel defined now. I, I have a way of doing it and, uh, and I, okay. I know where to go. And and they have good selection and and so yes, he I knows I, where I, to go. There's this one alley. It's down the street from my meat dealer. Well, see, no, see, what what it is, is... is He's got this old rusty Cadillac up on blocks. He knows the meat dealer, and, and he's cutting me a, a, you know, a little bit of a deal, so... <laughs> of course, of course. Well, congratulations right, to you, sir. Thank uh, you, sir. You know, Thank uh, you, sir. Well-deserved, I guess. And, Thank you. Uh, uh, it's just humiliating. It burns. <laughs> burns, quite honestly. It hurts. It, it really does. hurts. I'm not going to sleep tonight, so I hope you're happy. I am. Of course you are. Feels good. Of course you are. He's probably going to go celebrate with a steak after this. I think I will. You know, I said I wasn't going to have anything to eat (laughs) this late, but, you know, I might have to, you know, fire up a little (laughs) bit of a, you know, sausage or Wife's going to be wondering, what are you you doing down in the kitchen? (laughs) I'm grilling up some flank steak. (laughs) It's 1130 at night. I know. I'm celebrating. Oh, God. I need that protein. I had my boxing cardio tonight. I got to get some more protein in the system. (laughs) You know how they say that everybody has like a certain amount of red meat, undigested red meat in their in their intestine, their colon. (laughs) One of these days, you know, when like when you when you after your your 120th birthday and you finally shuffle off this mortal coal coil and they're going to they're going to they're going to have you uh, have you cremated. It's going to be like a brisket. (laughs) (laughs) The man was meat. (laughs) Exactly. What's that smell? I'm smelling seasoning. Oh, gosh. It's been marinating all these years. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's like bourbon infused, too. That smells good. Yeah. Yeah. But not be said. I, I smell good. There's a green flame shooting out with this chimney. <laughs> Is there a new pope? <laughs> it's the meat's pope. Oh, God. I don't know where we're heading with this, ladies and gentlemen. <sighs> okay. Well, it, it it was fun. Another real jabroni in the books. Uncle Todd's got to take it to some other place. What's next? And another thing. So what do you got for an another thing, sir? Are you ready? <laughs> I swear to God, if I could punch you through the screen, I wouldn't let you know how just, just how ready I am. Would you say oh, something? Gosh. <laughs> All right. Well, my another thing uh, in 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 the you know kind of phase I'm in of rehashing things that I've talked about before, mainly meaning I haven't prepared. Uh, <laughs> WWE biography and rivals on A and E. Uh, while I was watching uh, the Elimination Chamber last night, there were some commercials for it. Didn't actually realize it was coming back, and uh, thankfully the old Sling DVR still had the. Uh, you know, the recording rule from last year to say, Hey, record this thing. And so it did. So started watching, uh, the NWO biography, which has been very entertaining and interesting to watch and getting some more, uh, info and background knowledge from, uh, Eric Bischoff, Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, and, uh, 
the Hulkster brother, mm-hmm. um, which I was telling Uncle Todd in the pre-production meeting, probably one of the funniest things was how Nash and Hall had to basically dial Hogan back after they started this whole thing because he wanted to go all, you know, let me tell you something. And they're just like, yeah, we're not doing that as part of it's, this gimmick. It's a <laughs> so. different world now. <laughs> Mr. Hogan. It's part of the reason, sir, you are a bad guy now. So. Yeah. Because that stuff ain't playing anymore. No. Nope. Because everyone knows what you mean by vitamins. Yes. Yes. So, uh, yeah. So, so do check it out. Uh, Annie does a great, great job with these uh, biographies. And then uh, the Rival series, I think the first one was, uh, is going to be Hogan Andre, which is, uh, which I'm excited to see. That, that was a, a big, big match uh, from my childhood. And, and I remember uh, we, we had a friend who would get the, uh, the old closed circuit pay-per-view type things at home. And uh, we, you know, we watched that, that match and, and, it, it was like, like it just burned in my brain. It, it was just such a once in a lifetime kind of match between, you know, the, uh, you know, between Hogan, who was just red hot at the time and, and Andre the giant, who is just as, as people probably know and have heard through, you know, princess bride and, and through other things, just, just people who, who have been around this man. I mean, he was just a very unique human being, um, not just because of his size, but because of who, you know, the person he was and stuff. And so, um, so it was just, it, it was just a match that, that was just amazing to watch and be a part of, um, and, and be able to see. And so I'm, I'm excited to see it. They'll have other rivals, uh, rivalries as well. Um, but do check it out. New seasons on a of WWE Biography and Rivals. Very nice, sir. Very nice. I'll have you, to try sir? and catch those. Um, I'm going to do a repeat as well because I actually delayed our recording by about 15 minutes because I was uh, finishing up a viewing of Ghostbusters Afterlife with the family. Mm-hmm. And I know that we did an entire episode on this, so I will not belabor it uh, too much. However, I will just reiterate, just a really good, well done movie and a really well done sequel and done with a lot of loving care mm-hmm. and my daughter you know said it best she's like it's so rare that a movie can be anywhere as good as a sequel or uh, be uh, as good as the original and this one is is just really good and mm. a lot of heart in it i like how it it just you don't get the the real guys until the you know the the original guys until the very end and yeah, they kind of saved the day, but not entirely. Yeah, yeah. And I just, it, it was just, a, a the end of that movie gets me every time. I mean, there's not a dry eye in the house. Even my wife, who was half watching, yeah, you know, gets to the end, and all of a sudden she's over there. <laughs> like, I didn't even realize you were, st- you were even watching the movie. Like, you know, all of a sudden Harold Ramis's ghost shows up, and she's like, oh, my God, it's so beautiful. Like, oh, gosh, that's funny. Is but it's great. It just draws you in, like you, you. It takes you to this emotional place. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then of course the post credit scenes are great. And, mm. You know, uh, you know, just seeing Winston Zeddemore doing so well for himself, and and also uh, kind of letting you know that hey, there's some more to come. Yeah. Uh, but just a great flick. Just a great flick. Uh, it was. It was. So yeah. Highly recommend that. Uh, re- recommend checking that out. I'm not sure where it's streaming. I ended up buying it. Uh, off of like the iTunes movie store or whatever at some mm. point. So I have no idea where, what streaming service you can find it on. I'll, I'll put a link to it in the show notes if I find it. If not, you know, I mean, DVDs are still a thing and everyone has Google right now. So I'm pretty sure you can figure this one out, folks. It's not some little foreign, you know, a uh, little French film that's, you know, only played in one theater, you know, five years ago. Do what Uncle Todd does, bootleg it. 
I didn't bootleg it. I bought this sucker. All right. All right. I'm I'm more than willing to support, you know, the the filmmaking of Jason Reitman and, and the furtherance of the Ghostbusters franchise. Mm-hmm. I had no problem with that. Um however cable, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, you man, know what they? Man, I've, I've, man will I will compromise on certain things. <laughs> I've been hosed over by the cable company for so many years of my life. You know, I don't feel that bad about it. And you know, I mean, I'm just saying. And it's not even like I even watch that much. <laughs> I really, I really don't. Like, I, I feel, I feel dumb sometimes because I'm like, oh yeah, I got this. I'm so used to not having cable. I haven't had cable for I don't know how long. Anyways, um, and now that I've again confessed to, uh, you know cable jacking or whatever um i guess we ought to wrap this thing up so thank you all folks for uh for listening we do so appreciate it. it's time for us to round up and head on out of here uh thank you to all the members of the free range edc congregation who have tuned in if you have not yet joined the congregation well it's real simple to do all you gotta do is subscribe and listen and if you have time you know say nice things about us on the interwebs because quite honestly yeah self-esteem is rough these days it's always nice to get a get a little pep talk you know mm-hmm. a few kind words yeah uh but you can do that by going to freerangeidc.com and uh i say that right freerangeidc.com i did you did I'm starting to question myself it's these seltzers all the bubbles are going to my noggin um go to freerangeidc.com just everything is questionable <sighs> i'm just trying to think about I, I owe another freaking bottle of bourbon i was winning these things when we first started and now i've just completely poop the bed on these tables have done mr bond (sighs) and i hate it um so uh you can go to freerangeatdc.com you can find all of our episodes there you can also subscribe right through the podbean app you can find us on podcast purveyors of all kinds we're on apple Podcasts, spotify pandora whatever the amazon alexa thing is uh we're also on google Podcasts, a whole bunch of others search for free range edc you'll find us uh you can also find us on the social medias we love us some social medias because we mm-hmm. love us some us so you can find us on the Facebook, we are on the Instagram, we are on the YouTubes. All of those are at Free Range EDC. And one other thing that you can do, mm-hmm. you can reach us via the electronic mail. Oh. I know this is totally new technology. Do it. It's it's like a text, except it's longer. Eh? 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 Sure, sure. Yeah. So what you do is you send a, an electronic mail to... <laughs> Tim at freerangeedc.com. What are you doing? I have no idea. Like a like a lesson on how email works here. First of all, you turn on your computer. Uh, Now, once you see it count up all the RAM you have, (laughs) and then the Windows logo appears. It says Windows ninety five. Tim and I are working off of like Tandy computers from like. One of these days, I'm hoping to upgrade to an Asus or maybe an Acer, you know? Still oh, got my the, gosh. Still got my cow gateway box holding up my, holding up my plants. <laughs> Anyways, oh, I got a great it's a good, story. It's a good paperweight. <laughs> I got a great story about gateway at some point I'll, I'll throw out there. Oh, boy. Um, but you send an, an electronic mail to Tim at FreeRangeAdc.com with any suggestions, thoughts, concerns. If you have an idea for a show... Go ahead and send all those to Tim at FreeRangeEDC.com. He'll get back to you forthwith, if not sooner. And now, ladies and gentlemen, we are, don't worry, we're getting very close to the end of the show. But we've now hit the end of my part of the show. So I'm going to ask the man they call Tim, 
the second most important question ever uttered by human mouth holes. The first, of course, being what is hip? The second being, what the hell do we learn this episode? Oh, we have learned some things, my friend. We have yes, learned including some things. The man they call Tim speaks three different languages. That's right. That's right. Uh, we have learned... Wookie uh, is one of them. <laughs> oh, kind of. All right. Uh, we have learned uh, Elimination Chamber was a surprisingly good event, and mm. the good people of Montreal have uh, made that event as, as good as it felt, sounded, and smelt and dealt. Couldn't have been uh, gooder. Could have been gooder. Could have been gooder. Could, could have had Sammy win, but that's all right. Uh, do check it out on the Peacock, though. It was it was very good. We have also learned uh, Uncle Todd uh, is running a criminal enterprise, apparently. Uh, he is uh, bootlegging cable. Uh, uh, yeah, I am not bootlegging. I am password sharing. There's a difference. You want to find him? He is I a wasn't 555. Sh- I wasn't shimmying up the telephone pole <laughs> in, the, in the dark of the night with my tool bag. <laughs> no, that was Patrick. You sent him off to do the dirty work. Well, that's that's how we get our internet at the office. That's a totally different thing. We got the, we got the we got the broadband speed boost. I'm pretty sure we've, he's got like two wires jammed into one socket, so we're running like double speed. It's great. Don't move. Hold everything in place. Although um, he, he had some serious splinters when he when he was crawling back down. Oh, I bet he did. I bet he was he asking did. me, he's like, can you reach this one? I'm like, ha, ah, we're not that good of friends. <laughs> go, go talk to the guy over at the McDonald's next door. The always <laughs> have him have him work oh. in there with one of them coffee spoons. Dig <laughs> oh, <gosh>. it <laughs> right out of the glute. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh what do you do like think of these all week and then just like nailed with them <laughs> not really not really just, oh gosh it's, it's, a, it's performance art I just kind of think of these just, things just, and just, I, I have I lack any kind of filters and it just comes out oh my gosh that's hysterical <laughs> oh you think oh. it's hysterical Patrick was limping for about two weeks <sighs> I bet he was. Actually, oh I'm pretty gosh. sure he still has one that nobody will go after. Oh, God. He's hoping that his body will break it down and reabsorb it. All right. <sighs> Good Lord. I told him he's fine as long as he doesn't plan on having kids. <laughs> well, apparently we've also learned that, well, Patrick has a splinter issue he's dealing with. Well, it, right. might, it might affect fertility, but, I mean, it might not. Who okay. knows? I mean, the human body is a, a miraculous thing. It is. It is. Uh, we've also learned that uh, we are uh, middling, if maybe a little bit uh, above middling for uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Mm. Uh, not a not a bad outing, uh, but, uh, you know, we have learned Uncle Todd wants his multiversal uh, machine to get rolling here. Oh, oh my gosh, yeah. Oh, we're just idling. Idling. Yes. Actually, we're not even idling. I feel like we barely just... The car is, is just started up. Absolutely. And finally, we have learned that the man they call Tim, Dominic. Jeez. Dominic. Warn me before you do that next time. <laughs> <laughs> Freaking eardrums just popped. <laughs> well, you want to make your jokes and get me laughing? I'm going to do some ear splitting popping You're going to give me permanent hearing damage? Wow, what a freaking exchange that is. Of course. <laughs> Uh, but uh, champion! Wow, you, you made me laugh. Therefore, I am going to deafen you. Wow! La champion! 
of Real and Jabroni. Uh, oh, we will have another one in two weeks. Thank you, Mr. Jericho. Where he will once again be La Champion. <laughs> On that note, as we like to close things out, mm-hmm. be safe, be healthy, be kind, be good to one another. And, well, for no other reason than if you hit that switch, it actually turns on the cable for Uncle Todd. So would you please hit the lights on the way out? It's like I took the wrong week to quit drinking. I beg your pardon. What did you say? Damn! You are such a disappointing pair. I prayed so hard for you. Why? Just in time. Pull up the chair. Been hitting awful hard, haven't you? Nonsense. I've not yet begun to defile myself. Get out. And don't come back until you've redeemed yourselves. So the thing is, Patrick wanted me to get that last splinter. (laughs) You're still on the splinter. And the problem is, like, I wouldn't. I told him I'm not going to look at it. I'm. I'm. Ju- we're. We're just not that close, you know. Oh God! And the problem was, so he had. He had a pair of needle nose pliers, and he's describing to me, you know, the situation. And I said, How the only he way. Still I'm- an intern. <laughs> Don't know. He's just a glutton for punishment. So the uh, the only way I said I would do it is if I had a blindfold, and he'd have to guide me in there. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and. And it was all, I mean, I think we were actually doing pretty well. Oh, God. But you know how you, you, you do the whole, okay, to the right, and you're not sure if it's their right or your right? Oh, boy. Well, we never clarified that, and I made a guess, and well, I, I guessed wrong. Oh, dear. And, oh, dear. <laughs> um, oh, boy. Patrick would have run out of the office uh in a state of nature, uh, except I, apparently I had a good clamp on him at the time. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> yeah. It was a rough day at the office. Yeah. It sounds like, uh, not pleasant. No, no. For anyone involved. Although he was able to bring the swelling down by using one of those, uh, one of those frozen steaks. Oh, that I then I was. No. It was one of the ones I was no. shipping out to you. So he was able to ice down with that, and oh, luckily okay. it didn't melt all that much. So I just put it in the box, and it's shipped out yeah. to you. That was one of the yeah. ones you had uh, a couple, like a month ago. Okay, all right. Thank you for that. Was it good? Now get the hell out of here.